shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty. Fatty. And Big Bry. And Big Bry. What is going on, everybody? I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates, and I am here back with Big Bry. Big Bry is back in the game with us. What's going on, big fella? Oh, I'm flying high, man. How you doing? That's the one Michigan jersey I allow you to wear on this show. My moody. That your kind of, kind of. That's my guy. Well, not, he's definitely your guy now. Thank, thank God they had Phil Dawson breaking the guitar there, bringing the kicking gods into play. Oh, did he smash mm-hmm. the guitar? Yes, Sweet. he did. Perfect. So we got a special show for you today. We're just going to talk about the 49ers losing to the Cleveland Browns. We're going to go over some things first, but right out of the gate, we have a special guest that we got to bring on. We have Beth from Friends of City Dogs is joining us right out of the gate to get everybody prepared for this Sunday. We're about to have a blast. Beth and her team will be at Melt Bar and Grilled along with us at Independence. Uh, we're about to have a good old time, a pregame show, a viewing party, and there's a Browns raffle that we're going to get into here. But, Beth, welcome into the show. Thank you so much, and can't wait to see you on Sunday. We're about to have a blast. Um, can you let everybody know what you guys are bringing to the table on Sunday? Yes, thanks for having me tonight. Well, <clears throat> we will be there at Melt with you guys. I'm um, enjoying the specials. It's a dying to donate thing day also. So part of the proceeds of all the Melt meals will come back to the dogs. We'll have adoptable dogs there. And we're going to have a, a really cool raffle basket, um, which will include a uh, satin extra large browns uh, jacket and some other city dog goodies and other browns goodies too. Nice. Um, if we have enough people, we'll also be doing a 50-50. Um, also, we will have the bucket at our table, Bri, for donations. Anybody that wants to donate that way. We have the flyer up both on City Dogs, Friends of City Dogs, Melt, and Illegal Ham to the Face pages. Show that flyer when you go in there to eat. Uh, 20% of the proceeds go to City Dogs Cleveland. We're hoping to raise a whole bunch of money for them. And like she said, there's going to be Whole bunch of food specials, dollar wings, two dollars off Bud Light, Middle Light, dollar off all other drafts. Can't forget our sandwich, Bry. Our sandwich will be done in the menu. So we're hoping that we have a great turnout. Um, Beth, how have you guys been doing so far with the adoptions, the pup adoptions? I know you guys got a lot of stuff going on, and you guys still are doing the uh, embrace challenge, right? This is correct. Um, Right now we have over 150 adoptable dogs available at the kennel. So if you're looking for your new best friend, please check out City Dogs Cleveland on all the social medias. You can check out our Facebook or our uh, website too, Friends of City Dogs Cleveland, uh, to find your new best friend. Um, Also, right now we are taking part in the fourth annual and 
embrace a pet insurance community challenge. Um, the past three years, we were number one. We won. This year, the contest goes through Halloween and $10 minimum donations. You can go to our website, friendsofcitydogscleveland.com, in order to click the link. Um, on that graphic, you can also text to donate, uh, scan a QR code to donate too. And all of the money comes back to the dogs. Um, first prize this year wins $15,000. So, you know, it's year-end giving time. People are, you know, the holidays are coming. You know, if you're looking for that uh, lovely, if, as for the person that has everything, donate to the in their name to the dogs. And that could even go a long way to get us more cash and prizes to help more dogs. There it is, people. Please donate. I'll awesome. throw up the flyer right out here over top of all of us. Um, there's how you can get a hold of them. You got the QR code there, the text, and the website to get a hold of it. Please go or go donate to them. Uh, help them win fifteen thousand dollars. That'd be superior. That'd, that'd break the bank right there. That's a lot of puppy food, Bry. That'd be a huge deal. Absolutely, that'd be awesome. That's a lot of peanut butter and a lot of Kongs. That definitely is. Yeah, so our biggest expense is we so far this year, our friends group has spent over a hundred and forty thousand dollars on medical needs for the dogs at the kennel. Oh yeah. Yeah, please oh. please help donate um anything you do to help them out. And like Beth said, please stay tuned on their pages, everything else. We've been promoting it uh ever since the beginning of October. Like I said, it's been kind of a blur all the way up till this point, but we can't thank them enough. For being part of our show we love them uh, we've known them since pretty much we first started this podcast brian we can't thank them enough for letting us use their dogs all mm -hmm. our trivia and everything mm -hmm. everything so i just want to say thank you beth for uh, allowing us to pimp out some puppies and uh hopefully raise a lot of money for you guys here this weekend well we appreciate all of your support and we can't wait to see everybody on sunday all right and i think it was your guys's good luck there in 121 <laughs> That's oh yeah yeah we also uh, <laughs> take credit for that yeah we run a concession stand in the dog pound and a beer stand to raise money for the pups so you know you guys come to 116 or 121 and proceeds from all of your uh concessions go back to the dogs so hey you're going to a browns game hit them up please i know my mm -hmm. family's been there so please go hit them up and like i said come out and join us on sunday we're about to have a party bry we're about to have a big party can't wait. All right. Beth, thank you so much for joining us. I will see you tomorrow you, evening and catch you again on Sunday morning for a great day. So okay. hopefully the rain stays away and we have a good time. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Beth. Bye -bye. Looking forward to it. That was Beth from City Dogs. Can't thank her enough for joining us. Uh, appreciate everything they've done, Brian. This is, we're right here, bud. This is, uh, one big event that we've got going on and I can't wait. Um, you know, it's just been crazy, Brian. That's all I can say. Just trying to get everything in order, but we're right there. Uh, Browns won this week, which what happened, Brian? What happened? Like last week, you know, thank you, Casey. Shout out for coming on the show. Yes. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate you picking me up. Like, Brian, what the hell happened? I, I like, I'm just, I'm baffled right now. That's why we watch sports. That's why we love sports. It's unpredictable. Even when you think for certain that it's going to go one way, it can shock you. And that's what makes it fun, <laughs> especially when you're on the winning side. We got Polly in here. We got James in here. Justin up, is in here. So we got the crew in here all watching Victory Tuesday. Nice. Uh, 
Brian, we're if you have a trivia, we'll do a trivia. This is going to be this is kind of a free show for us tonight because uh, we're going to be doing our pregame show on Sunday uh, to break down the Colts and everything. We're going to talk a little bit about the Niners later. Um, we do have a Fat Boy Tuesday if you want to do it. I kind of merged it all into one uh, Fat Boy Tuesday and top three into one. And I'm going to let you pick that when we get there. Um, do you have a trivia this week? I can come up with one. Do we have a dog? I'll give me a well, second. I'll, we I'll have Martini, brainstorm. who is here last. Okay. Week. Yep. Uh, Talk about Martini. I'll brainstorm something. All right. I'll play the sounder and let's get it going, bud. Yep. All right. So, like I said, City Dogs has sponsored us since the beginning, and I can't thank them enough. Um, what a great time we're about to have. Um, but get a hold of them and adopt a dog down here at the bottom. There is the 216, you know, meet a city dog. Go ahead there. And then we have our dog of the week with Martini. And look at this beautiful boy right here. Um, I think he was like three years old. Just a big old powder ball right there. So please, uh, if you can, get over to City Dogs Cleveland. Help them out. Um, what a Brutus that thing is. Just huge. Um, and then get the uh, Embrace Challenge. Help them. Help them win $15,000 for the kennel. Uh, I mean, you got to help them out. So please help them out. Uh, all right, Bri, we're ready. Uh, so one of the stars of the show on Sunday, um, guy on offense who kind of carried us uh, at times was Amari Cooper. Um, so going back to what I know, going back to the draft that I love, uh, where was Amari Cooper drafted? Give me the pick. He was a first rounder. So give me the pick, and I'll give you like a, you know, two two pick leeway, one way or the other. Two pick buffer, huh? Two pick buffer. So you basically have five, five uh, picks to get it within. So two picks right. above it, two picks below it. Give me uh, where was he drafted? All right, we can do that. All right, Bry, let's get into it. Let me play the sounder because Chris is here now. He said, "What's up, fellas?" Your Cleveland headlines, Bry. Your Cleveland Browns with a third-string quarterback, star running back out, left guard all pro out, right tackle all pro out at the beginning of the year, beat the 5-0 and 49ers, 19-17, Bry. <laughs> what the hell? Um, did not see that coming one bit and nobody saw that coming. No. And, uh, you know, I texted you, I, I, I will get into our, uh, little, I have a little beef with Stefanski a little bit later, but I, I can, ex I can adjust it later, but how the hell did this happen, Bri? Like I, I'm being dead serious. How the hell did this happen? Everybody, it was blowout. No, you're going to come in here and just blow us out and just blow the doors off. And then it was like Jim Schwartz comes in and goes, hold on, people. I got this. And then that defense, Jesus, Bry, I'm going to give you the floor, buddy, because I know you've been chomping at the bit for this. Take over, man. How great is the win is this? It's one of those Browns wins that you celebrate. You want to celebrate all Sunday, all Monday, and for the entire week we're going to be celebrating this one, and maybe for a couple weeks. And really, it uh, – 
it kind of, you know, takes care of the feelings that we had for the Steelers game. It kind of, you know, you win some, you lose some is the old saying. And I feel like we made up for the Steelers game, um, you know, because sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you get unlucky. We were unlucky in the Steelers game. And, you know, we were probably a little lucky uh, this past week. Nobody, including me, I didn't give them a chance to win. Uh, nope. There's a funny. So do you know what a Survivor League is? Yes. Where you pick you pick a team to win every single week. Oh, yeah. And then uh, you pick and the then Niners, you, didn't you? No. Once you pick that team, you can't pick them again. So I thought about picking the Niners. I wanted to, but I still had some good teams left. I had like the Bills and the uh dolphins left so i picked the dolphins and my wife is in it as well and so she's like well who should i pick i go i don't think there's any way the browns win <laughs> so oh, yeah, she took the niners she took the niners and uh she was kind of not rooting for them but uh but she would have been happy if the niners once <laughs> yeah i slept on the couch on sunday night but that was fine i, I, I just watched highlights over and over and over so yeah told her to take the niners and they lost and well what, what are you gonna do i didn't think that hey, I, I was being for real i didn't think they had a chance and you know it goes to show you we shouldn't underestimate that defense um because they are something special they had a rough outing against lamar jackson i think that whole game was just you know, their heads were spinning, you know, because it sounds like a lot of them expected Deshaun to play. And then when DTR went out there and his first couple of drives were pretty rough, it's hard to really get uh, too excited for that. But they were able to prepare themselves mentally for a couple of weeks to go and take on this uh, this just bear of an offense that was just bulldozing everybody. And um, and so they had a couple weeks to prepare for it. We had a couple things on our side with them coming to us, playing what's really a 10 o'clock game, West Coast time, you know, all that stuff that you kind of try to tell yourself to convince yourself that we actually have a chance. And um, it, it paid off. Um, I think there is something to Jim Schwartz uh, defense going against the Kevin and, or uh, Shanahan offense. Uh, he's had success time and time again. And certainly, you know, we got lucky. I'll say it. Christian McCaffrey going down, Debo Samuel going down, but they got lucky too. And that they didn't, like you were saying, they, we had all these guys out on offense, these all pros, these pro bowlers. Um, so they got lucky too. Don't give me, I'm not sitting here feeling sorry for them one bit. And it just, it, the game meant so much more to us, uh, to the Cleveland Browns franchise. than it really did to the San Francisco franchise. So the fact that we could, Get a win, even though it looked like about 10 times at the end of that game, you know, hey, we blew it. Here we go. We blew it. And we didn't even play a perfect game. We played no. far from a perfect game. No. All those penalties, they have penalties too. And so, you know, we could both kind of bicker back and forth about how our team got screwed. But it kind of evened itself out um, in the long run. But uh, just to think, you know, throwing those two picks – uh, we did get one, but we've lost the turnover battle in every single game this year. So to be three and two after that, um, you know, I think there's the sky's the limit for this team as long as we can stay healthy. That's going to be the main thing. If we can stay healthy, we can beat anybody. I truly, truly believe that now after seeing that effort. I don't know how you could not believe that, but um, yeah, it just gets, gets you so fired up for the rest of the year because in my estimations, we're a game ahead of where we should be. So we just got to keep that momentum going. 
And, you know, like you said, the stretch is coming up here. We're going to have a little easy stretch. Um, I have now dubbed Justin a new name. Justin now is Darth Vader um, because Uh the hate is real in this one. (laughs) Um, The team came together for a Cleveland-style quarterback. It's okay, Justin, I understand. You know, I I get it. I get it. But you know something? Uh, With the week of strategy plus the bye week, I was very impressed with what Stefanski did um, offensive-wise. Not try to get too cute with it. I do have one thing. Bry, I've been saying it for like the past, uh, well, ever since game one. Stop fucking throwing the tight end screen. Whatever you do, just stop fucking throwing that thing. No matter what happens, nothing good comes out of that goddamn thing. Stop it. <laughs> and then it worked. Yeah, what do you mean if it, it worked? For, if it weren't for Jed Wills, it scored a touchdown, right? I, well, yeah, I, but still, see, it didn't work. It worked. It was it was an insignificant player that was downfield. Um, so I, in truth be told, I wasn't. I was watching the game, but I wasn't watching it like as intently as I should have been, or as I have in the past. So you might have to fill me in with some of the um, some of the gaps. But yeah, was it? It was Jed Wills, right? And then there was another think, penalty think, on Teller that brought uh, yeah, a big I gainer think, back. Yeah, the, the the touchdown was called back on Teller for holding on. Oh, Teller. it was Teller. Okay, it was, it was but Teller. it was Wills throwing a fit because I think they did catch him downfield. I do have to say, though, Brian, Wills played a decent game. I mean, there was, you know, I, I was kind of nice seeing him getting downfield and blocking for Kareem Hunt. And um, and um, good God, why can't I think of his freaking Ford. name? Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford. Um, it's great seeing that. Um, I'll tell you what, Dwan Jones. Brian, I, Brian. I, I really I really found a diamond in a rough with that the kid. Back um, I, he took on one of the defensive player of the year and just just manhandling Brian. I mean, some of the videos that we've seen of him holding on to Nick Bose and throwing him around was just unreal. I mean, that's a high state versus a high state hate right there on that field. Um, <laughs> but Brian, I, I this defense, uh, you know, we we joked around about it, and you know, we 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 saw what happened with Baltimore. We were kind of curious about what was going to be later on, later because, on you know, because, you know, what Lamar Jackson can do. And he actually played back to MVP form Lamar Jackson there in the second, from the second quarter on in that game. And, you know, really hard to stop that guy, but you know, this guy coming in Brock Purdy, everybody was, you know, the belt of the ball, Bry. It was Brock Purdy is the greatest quarterback ever. And blah, blah, blah. Bry, he looked horrible. He looked scared. He looked hit. Uh, Oboe. Garrett, yeah, Tomlinson, anybody with and Bry. Finally, we get to see what JOK truly is in this defense. He is a beast in this defense, Bry. Just downhill. I you free him up just enough to get past somebody. He's he's in for the say. I mean, he had two sacks pretty much and forced that um uh good god, the pass. The interception. No, no, the pass that was um, get a down back. Oh, Ground, um, intentional grounding. Intentional Fair grounding, enough. right. Intentional grounding. Um, and, yeah, shout out to Walker for tackling the guy that he threw the interception to. That's another one. Um, but, yeah, that yeah. right. Um, watching Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt running the way they did. They ran angry. Um, the end of the game, know. Jerome Ford was huge. Uh, Those know. two runs he had. I know. And That's Brian, what got us alone. Like you said, Amari Cooper uh, juked the hell out of one guy out of his shoes for one big game. I, it was just – it was not a, a complete um, complete 
game. Um, there were some mistakes out there, but you know something? For once, Bry, luck came on our side. Um, that normally doesn't happen, especially there in the last two minutes with a minute 40. And as soon as I saw Ayuk broke free, I looked at my wife and I said, this game's over. Uh, they're going to kick the, make the field goal. Um, we screwed up. You know, we could have done this. We could have done that. We could have done this. And you start questioning play calling and all that stuff. And you know something, Brian? I finally had to let it go. And I, I finally got on your side of things because um, I was going to be completely pissed off at Stefanski for doing that rollout down there on second down when you could just run the ball and eat away the clock and get rid of their timeouts, take the field goal. But if you think about it, if he gets a touchdown right there, they have to come down and actually score a touchdown and not a field goal. Oh, yeah. So, now, the reason why I was more upset was P.J. Walker threw it into, like, triple coverage and almost got expected <laughs> again because as soon as I saw that throw, I'm like, here we go. Here we go. We're right there, and we're going to do this. But you know something? Little Ray of Sunshine came out on us, Bry, on that Sunday. And that little Ray of Sunshine and a nice stiff breeze to push a little kick to the right. Take it every time because for once, luck is yeah. high, Bry. I mean, my that boy. That's the kind of luck that happens to the Steelers, that happens to the Ravens, yep. that happens yep. to the 49ers. And for once, for once, Bry, Cleveland got it. Cleveland got it. Sure did. By them not getting that uh that interception in the end zone could have ended the game. Um, you know, them now it was it's such a hard call, especially in that situation, you know, motions are high, stakes are high at the end of the game. Like, what do you do? Do you keep being aggressive and try to score that touchdown, even though you haven't had a ton of uh success against their defense all day or do you try to run clock and um you know kick a field goal with as little time left as possible so and it sounds like maybe pj walker didn't do a great job of managing it um you know never really know it's he said he said so but um but yeah it, it just it was vintage cleveland there for a minute um you know our defense doesn't give up a first down the entire second half and then finally the last drive Third and 10, we get called for probably, I don't know, if you're a Browns fan, you think it's a BS call, but um, on that uh, that pass interference, and then that gives them momentum, and then they just hit one big play, and that's all they need, and we just, I don't know, we look like we were confused or just not given 110%. Maybe they're gassed. They, no, I'm not going to point any fingers. I don't know uh, what the call was there, but, um, but they get down in field goal range, and you know, I think it's fair to question Shanahan for uh, for just settling for a 41 yarder. Um, yeah. I know it's you know it's the pros and it's uh, it's these guys can kick 50, 60 yarders um, all day in pregame and a couple times in the game, but it's a rookie kicker and he already missed one. He's never attempted a game winning kick in the NFL and it's difficult conditions. So them to just settle kind of for a first uh a 41 yarder i i was kind of happy when i saw them i can't remember if they took a knee or just spiked the ball or something um but uh but yeah i mean if it was a 32 yarder you know even if it's like a 37 yarder he probably makes it because he, he didn't miss by much but um no. but yeah 41 yarder should be automatic um but yeah, for a young kicker like that, and that's why you go out and you get a, a veteran kicker like a Dustin Hopkins, because Kate with Cade York, we pr most likely lose that game. I know Hopkins missed that one kick, but um, but he hit a fifty yarder, and then, uh, 
and then he hit the the gimme for the game. But um, but yeah, it was just everything turned up Cleveland. Even though, uh, like I said, we didn't play our best game, we made a lot of mistakes. But uh, but you give our team a ton of credit for just hanging in there and believing that they can win. And um, yeah, those guys laid it all out there. And hey, you know, I know we we as fans want to celebrate this one and feel great about it, but. If you blow a game against Indianapolis, we're going to be right back down in the gutter. So you got to handle your business this week. Nope. Bri, God is not going to rain on our parade. We're about to have a pregame show, a watch party. We're about to raise money for city dogs. <laughs> that is not going to happen, Bri. Not going to happen on my watch. I will drive no, to Indianapolis at halftime and give a half and give speech if I have to. I learned a long time ago about pushing my chips all in for the Cleveland Browns. So uh, I, I'm optimistic, though. I and, know. you know, obviously we'll see what happens with Watson. And, uh, you know, I think this shows the team, this shows hopefully Stefanski that Watson can be a game manager. Um, and you don't need him to put up 300 yards and three touchdowns a game. You know, he can manage a game if your defense is playing as well as it is. And, just don't have them give away the game. And honestly, I mean, we've seen DTR throw a couple picks. We saw PJ Walker throw a couple picks. Um, that's one thing that Watson hasn't really done is um, throw bad interceptions. You know, he had the one that went off uh, Bryant's hands, and then he had the other one in the Cincinnati game where it kind of tip hit the guy's fingertip. And it went right to the Cincinnati guy. So, like, it's not like he's sailing passes or he's just making terrible reads and he's throwing a trip coverage or something like that. So, that's something positive. I know, you know, some people might think it's grasping at straws, but every quarterback in the league throws bad interceptions. And to this point, and I know it's only through three games, he he hasn't thrown bad interceptions. Now he's had a couple fumbles in the uh, in the Pittsburgh game, and he's got to um, get that kind of handled but um but yeah he just can't give away the game and i thought pj walker did there for a second um you know as good as our defense is playing you know one mistake by the offense and they get an easy touchdown and you know completely flip the game but uh so yeah so the offense just has to be smart uh take what the defense gives you and and don't blow it as long as this defense is playing the way it is uh kev has chimed in and said Screens work. We never run them. We did, and they worked hunting the Chief game positive yards, plus a TV called back. Please tell me, Fatty. I still don't like the tight end screen. You get their screen to running back, a wide receiver. I this stupid tight end screen. Uh, jet sweeps work. Uh, Elijah Moore had a few touches this game. I, I'm still, I'm, God, jet sweep. Like, I, I don't, I tried to say, like, last week with Casey Bry. I think this team found something in Kareem Hunt finally and started getting the ball downhill and started moving. And instead of moving, he attacked that front line of San Francisco with Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt, dare I say, looked like a Kareem Hunt of old, running over people and not wanting to go down. And it was kind of nice to see. Um, it was nice having him in. Um, but, yeah, uh, Kev, by the way, I do, Bri, there is a video I posted on Craig Nally's uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, they had Hayden Grove was down in the Muni lot. Um, you know, doing the videotapes of the tailgates and everything. And I swear to God, I saw Kev doing the Irish jig in the Muni lot. And I had to stop for a second. I paused it and I'm like, that's Kevin. And I was like, 
Kevin, is this you? I haven't got a response back, but I'm pretty sure that was Kev down there with a beanie doing the Irish jig in Muni lot. So I've seen him do the jig before, so I wouldn't be surprised. He's damn good at it. I'm pretty sure it was him because he started bringing other people in and started doing the jig. There was like eight <laughs> people doing the jig, and nobody knew what the jig was except for him. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, uh, his yeah point is, Spansky's hands were tied this game, had to grind it out. Sure. Uh, it it was definitely a grinding game. They needed this game, Bry. Um, you know, throughout this week so far, everybody's like, "Is it a signature game?" I don't, it's not. I don't give a crap about a signature game. They needed to mud out a game like this and win a game like this just for their confidence and their pretty much their locker room. They needed a game like this. They needed a down dirty because how many times have we been out physical in games like this? How many times have we been run over in games like this? How many times have we been on the backside of a game like this that, right, we could have won, but could have, would have, should have. For once, we were on that side. For once, we were the more physical team. For once, we attacked them instead of them attacking us. Um, it, it was great to see, Brian. And, you know, kudos all around. Yeah, there's still um, question marks that you have, and everybody's going to have question marks about the coaching and about everything else, but, to get PJ Walker to play the way he did and to keep this and Jim Schwartz in this defense. Um, it, it just, uh, Brian, I don't even know what to say. This defense is, it, it's on a historic pace and now everybody's watching it. Now I do have to tell you, cause you're going to laugh at this. Um, you know who Emmanuel Ocho is, right? Achoo. Mm-hmm. So he had a wonderful tweet out there saying, well, not worried about the Niners as a Niners fan. He goes, you know, they lost, but McCaffrey was hurt. Debo Samuel was hurt. Trent Williams got injured. He had this whole list. He goes, I'm not worried about the Niners. I'm like, can anybody just give the Browns respect? Like, you ran into a more physical team. Let's see here. And I, I saw, I was like, really? Let me hear. Let me start listening them off. All pro tackle, gone. All pro left guard, gone. All pro quarterback, gone. Once in a lifetime running back, gone. And I'm just going down the line. I'm like, so what's your point? <laughs> like I, you got to win those games, and they just they didn't show up. Uh, I don't even know if they got off the plane, but uh, as uh, Chris said earlier, a little skirmish at the beginning of the game might have lit them up a little bit more because uh, that got a little heated. Elijah Moore came very close to Trent Williams and uh, found out that you don't want to mess with big boys. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's something that uh that can really do wonders for your, the psyche in the locker room, um, and that's where. You know, the term Ohio, Cleveland against the world comes from is uh, is the national media. And, you know, I probably beat a dead horse here talking about how they're not going to give you any respect. And it continued. Um, you know, I was watching some, I think, Good Morning Football or something. And, uh, the two big headlines were big stories they were talking about. Obviously, the, the Browns upset win and the Jets upset win. Uh -huh. And what did they talk about with the Jets upset win? They talked about the Jets and how great they were and Aaron Rodgers and blah, blah, blah. Jets, 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 Jets. And what they talk about with the Browns 49ers game? Well, you know, Christian McCaffrey got hurt. What's the update on him? Uh, you know, Brock Purdy, is he okay? Um, you know, just all Niners stuff. And eventually they got to giving the Browns defense some credit, but it was like 
you know, brushed under the rug. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the Browns' defense is pretty good. And so, yeah, get, we're used to being disrespected. Um, and, and you have to earn it, to be honest. You know, we, we probably have to be perennial contenders for years and years and years um, before we get any respect. So, you know, if you're thinking that everyone's just going to keep throwing bouquets at you, uh, you know, unfortunately that's not going to happen until uh, until you beat big name team after big name team after big name team and maybe even make a run in the playoffs. So, but this game, you know, me included, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but, uh, but even Cleveland Browns fans didn't think that the Browns had a chance in this game. So that really galvanized the locker room, brought everyone together. Hey, nobody gives you a chance. We have nothing to lose here. This is Brock Purdy. This is a guy who was a seventh round pick last year. Let's not get caught up with all the hype and everything. Um, and um, honestly, if they did have McCaffrey and Debo for the whole game, maybe it is a little bit different. But um, but you you can only play who's out there. So I don't give them any pass or anything like that. But this defense, they took it on themselves, and it's nice to uh, to know that hey, we have a proven guy, a veteran quarterback who can give you a chance to win. And so that's I think all the Browns were Browns fans were asking for. He didn't play great. Let's not forget that that 49ers defense is pretty darn good as well. Um, like he, he probably had – well, he put up more points than Dak Prescott did the week before. Um, so keep that in mind. So, you know, kudos to P.J. Walker. He's got a lot to learn still, but uh, but I feel comfortable if for some reason the Sean can't go this week that he's going to at least give us a chance. And, you know, he's going to learn a lot from the mistakes he made this past week and, uh, you know, hopefully shore them up. But – you know, against, well, I mean, this was the best team in the NFL. So it's hard to say that PJ Walker doesn't give you a chance to win in any environment against any team in the NFL because we've seen him do it. So, yeah, that's, that's a huge morale booster against, uh, against some of these teams and for that defense because I feel like they honestly thought they didn't have a chance against, um, against Baltimore. And that's why Baltimore put it on them the way they did. <laughs> Let's go through some of the player stats, Brian. Then we'll pick our uh, dogs of the week, our uh, players of the week, Brian. Uh, right now, I'm looking at San Francisco. Brock Purdy, twelve of twenty-seven for a buck twenty-five, one TD, one interception. Uh, McCaffrey only rushed for forty yards on eleven carries. Leading receiver was Brandon Ayuk with four catches for seventy-six yards. Um, other than that, their defense was really quiet. Um, what do we have? Only two sacks given up. Yep. Only two sacks. Bosa and Gregory each got a sack. Really good. So can't, can't really, can't really beat on that one. That that's, that's Brian. The one team stat I wanted to bring up. Um, they had a hundred, 215 total yards the entire game. They had 107 passing 108 rushing, right? Um, Hmm. if that's not dominant defense right there, I, I don't know what is, um, they were three of twelve on third down. They ran fifty-five total plays. They had three sacks, six punts. Now each of each team had twelve and thirteen penalties, but yeah, you know, your your uh, defense did it there. And for your Cleveland Browns, Bry, um, I didn't realize his first name was Philip, so we're going to go with the full name, Philip Walker. Uh, was eighteen of thirty-four, one ninety-two, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, leading rusher, Jerome Ford, 17 carries, 84 yards. Kareem Hunt was right behind him with 12 carries and 47. 
Mari Cooper, four catches, 108 yards. Not much after that, though. And then leading tackler, Roddy McLeod. And then Martin Emerson got his first pick of the year with six tackles. Grant mm-hmm. Delpit and JOK um, all lead the top of there. Um, Briar secondary is fantastic. Um, and then our kicker went four for five, Bri. Can't go wrong with that, bud. No, so, tough kicking day. So definitely there. So, um, Bri, who do you got as your player, defensive player of the week this week? Um, so to give you one stat that I heard today that uh, that just floored me, and I still don't know if it's true. I didn't, you know, dig into if it was true, but um, it's hard to believe it if it is. Um, the Niners had. 12 uh, drives in the whole game, and apparently they had negative yardage in seven of the 12. So they only have positive yardage, like even one yard. Mm-hmm. They only had positive yardage in five of their 12 drives. It's unbelievable to think of, especially an offense that was everyone thought was a juggernaut and many considered one of the best in the league. So, I mean, just thinking about that, it, it just makes my head spin. It doesn't even make sense. Um, and then – also, the defense has given up like a thousand and two yards through five games, which is the lowest uh, amount of yards ever. 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 ever, yeah. So when we say say it's a historically elite defense, I mean the numbers back it up up to this point. Now you just, I mean, you have to do it week in and week out against uh, every team, all the good teams, all the bad teams. So. You know, certainly they have the potential to do that. Um, defensive player, I'm going to go – JOK, I mean, it's hard not to give it to him. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, though. I mean, he's just I, – I don't know if we've brought him up at all yet no, uh, this year. But, um, but just what he's doing, um, the effort he's putting in, you know, he's kind of – Almost single-handedly, I know it's not single-handedly, but uh, almost single-handedly, he's changed your run defense around um, and made it one of your strengths. Whereas last year, if we could go back one season ago after we played the Falcons and they ran how many plays in a row, run plays, and we just couldn't stop them no matter what. I mean, just the effort he's putting in, a lot of people were kind of disappointed when we didn't get a – Oh, the guy from the Eagles, Hargrave, uh, who actually went to the Niners. Um, Disappointed we didn't get him in free agency and felt like we almost had to settle for Tomlinson. And, you know, he, he's he's exactly what we needed. We needed that big body in the middle to stuff the run. So, uh, yeah, give him his props. Uh, yeah, for me, defensive player, um, like you said, you can go with JOK. You can go with uh, Emerson for his uh, pick. But, Bri, um, one thing I've noticed, probably the – five games that we have played. Um, and I don't know why they're doing it still. Um, Denzel Ward is on a whole nother level right now. Um, Absolutely. They, he is just shut down corner to be shut down. I mean, I don't know how many times that they tried to do a go route around him and he was right there the entire time. And, you know, I, I gotta give it to Denzel um, honorable mention. Um, Bry, our, our version of the honey badger uh, grant Delpit also. Just it's nice seeing him playing a defense that he should be playing. Um, I'm glad to see that they have simplified everything for this defense and just say, boys, 
see ball, run ball, tackle ball, and go at it and just have fun. And they are having fun, Bry. Um, uh, offensive side, uh, Bry, you can go Amari Cooper, you can go PJ Walker, but my uh, offensive player of the game, Jerome Ford. Uh, we needed to see that he could actually pick up a load and carry the load. And there at the end of that game, Bry, if it wasn't for him on a couple of those runs, um, I don't know what would have happened. Um, we're down to defense. And he's one of those guys that now you can see if you get him outside a little bit, give him a little wiggle room, he can take off. So Jerome Ford is my player of the game. I'll stick with you in the uh, running back room, and I'll go up. Um, maybe didn't have the numbers that Jerome Ford had, um, but he gave your offense a spark. And that was something that we've been looking for. Uh, he's a guy that, We've seen it from in the past. We just haven't yet seen it this year. And I think a lot of that has to do with his lack of an off season. Um, I'm sure he was training hard and, uh, you know, doing his stuff on his own, but going through a training camp and playing a live action with, uh, against, especially one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, you know, you really have to bring it. And I feel like he turned a corner, um, this week at, you know, he's not going to be Nick Chubb. I'm not expecting him to be Nick Chubb, but I think we should look towards hopefully uh, having a 50-50 split between Ford and Hunt and keeping them both fresh And because I feel like they both bring a separate element to the table um, as far as having the ball in their hands. And so to see him get his first uh, touchdown of the game, and that was, I mean, for all – People don't want to hate on Stefanski, and I, I get it. Sometimes I'm frustrated with him, too. That was a hell of a call there um, because, he, you know, everyone in the world is expecting to sneak up the middle. We've done it before, and for him to add that wrinkle, and, you know, it was, uh, you know, who knows if we'd score a touchdown in the game if we don't have that play right there. Um, so that was kind of something that swung the momentum of the game. It gave our offense confidence that we can actually hang with them and, uh yeah, I was so excited to see that play actually work. And, you know, if it doesn't work, if he bobbles it or it's a terrible pitch or something, we're probably singing a different tune, but uh, but it worked to perfection. So, um, yeah, give my uh, give my game ball to Kareem. Mike is muted as I came back. There we go. There we uh, go. As said, my defensive player game was a special or the rain special teams player was wind gust. Um, I did hear that Josh Cribs has now donned the defensive line, the lake effect. Uh, as in, you come here, you're going to get run into the lake effect. I don't know. Uh, definitely fatty fail. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. It was a fatty <laughs> fail. Tough yeah. crowd. Just wow, you know, I, he's all over that one. Oh man, Justin. just hey, I got fatty fail. I'll, I'll, it. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Um, all right, Brian, let's get in. Let's get into uh, you want me to answer the trivia real quick and then we'll get into our fantasy football league. Sure, yep, let's do that. All right, so trivia was what pick was Amari Cooper picked at? And I got a buffer of a couple picks, right? Yep, so I believe, and I, I, I believe. Was he the eighth overall pick? He was not. Oh. Um, and your buffer doesn't get it done either. I think I'm. You might have to double check me. I'm just going on memory. I think I believe he was a fourth pick. 
Well, your memory uh, is uh, by the Raiders. I'm trying to think who the Browns got in that draft. Was that the Manziel draft? Oh, let's see here. Burp, burp, burp. Manziel was 14, I think. Uh, Has he been in the league that long? Fourth overall pick by the Raiders. You are just a... What What year was that? Uh, 2015. 15, okay, so not the Manziel draft. Yeah, like I said, I wish I could win some money dealing with this stupid knowledge. Uh, Justin said he looked, so I can't comment. Uh, that Dude, that's amazing. But he was the top wide receiver coming out in that draft, so... Yeah, he was a stud at Alabama, if you remember. Yeah. Well, he was one of the – wasn't he one of the ones that was supposed to win the Heisman? Or did – Could be. I, I can't say whether you're right or wrong, to be honest. Okay. I mean, obviously, he was very productive in college. Well, um, screwed on that one, Brian. Screwed the pooch on that one. You were close. All right. Well, Brian, let's get into our legal ham to the face. Fantasy football update. Uh, this week was a fun week for everybody, uh, including Bry. Bry is doing better now. Uh, team Big Bry beat Team Big Meat one twenty to one eighteen. Eat it out. You have Phil McCracken. It came down last night. Oh my god! Like he, I had three Chargers and he had uh, Tony Pollard. So I, I forgot to check it out. I forgot to. You know, look at it till the end, but yeah, I mean, two points. <laughs> yeah, lucky. All right, you had Team Phil McCracken beat on Team I Am Spanicking. Good play there, Chris. Good play on the puns there. One thirteen to one hundred two. Elijah Moorhead comes out on top of Honky Cat one hundred eight to ninety five. Always next year, beat the Dogtown Boys one thirty one twenty eight. Hot dog is a taco. 103 to 97 over Team Big Rod. And Harold Keel put a spanking on the Portage County prostitutes. 146 to 99. As of right now, here is your standings of the Illegal Hand of the Face Fantasy Football League. Harold Keel and Honky Cat are both 5 and 1. One lone person at 4 and 2. Phil McCracken. And then a bunch of us all at three and three. Big Bri always next year. I am Spanicking, Dog Pound Boys, and Elijah Moorhead all at three and three. And then team, bringing out the bottom team, Big Rod at one and five. And then the rest are two and four. Been crazy so far, Bri. I was just looking at the uh, the standings today, and I mean everyone's literally jumbled together. Big Rod is uh. One and five, and I think he has like twenty less points than a team that's five and one. So mm-hmm. it's just sometimes fantasy football is about luck. Uh, Justin did beat me last week. I got I got beat up by a hot dog as a taco. Uh, Chris Sweet. is on Chris is on a three straight losses bender right now. That's uh-huh. why he is spanicking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta change it up. Put your left shoe on your right foot or something. You need a T. I need you to put a T behind your ear. Move your change from your left <laughs> pocket to your right pocket. <laughs> Romeo, I look like a moron. Yeah, well, you look like a moron <laughs> shooting chili peppers up Lee Jansen's ass. <laughs> well done. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian. Let's do uh, Fat Boy Tuesday slash top three, and then we'll get out of here, buddy. That work? Let's do it. 
All right, let me find and boom. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Now, you why? You got either or. Option A, one has to is the game. Mm-hmm. Option B, favorite fast mm-hmm. from each restaurant. Do you want me to choose A or B? You get your choice. Which one you want to do tonight? I'm thinking uh, I'm, I'm going to go with B. Door number B. Favorite fast food meals? God, let's do it. Let's do it, Bry. So we will start into this. Uh, these are our favorite. We did chain restaurants last week with Casey. Yeah, I know. I was bummed I missed that. That was a good one. Uh, he had ribs and everything. Like, dude, he was right up your alley on some of that stuff. I've Yeah, I, I agree with him that the ribs at uh, Texas Roadhouse are very, very good. Some of the best I've had. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a second, Chris. We do got to get predictions for Ohio State, Penn State this week, Brian. Oh, yeah, sure. I love Number it. three versus six. All right. Um, Bry, let's go with the old-time favorite. Let's go McDonald's. All right. McDonald's right out of the gate. What is your favorite meal at McDonald's? Hmm. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a Big Mac as often as I should, uh, which is – probably appalling on my part it's been years i've probably i could probably count on two hands the amount of times i've had a big back in my life and it's been a while same thing with the uh i told you and i think you got upset at me uh i don't think i've ever had a mcrib sandwich in my life um so i didn't get upset i just thought it was sacrilegious you know (laughs) fair only because i'm a huge fan of the mcrib now that it's gone forever fair um Typically, if I'm going to McDonald's, I'm just ordering like a McDouble, a McChicken, and a fry. Um, So it's nothing super uh, crazy, uh, nothing too exciting, but um, yeah, that's kind of boring. Sorry. (laughs) No, you're fine, bud. You're fine because like mine is the uh, deluxe quarter pounder meal. I just get that, you know, it's lettuce, tomato, with cheese. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, and just French fry and a sweet tea. I, I'm simple like that. Yep. Um, you, Kevin Crinelli, from your lips to God's ears, don't you lie to me. If the no ribs way. put it back, no way. I, I thought no. it was gone forever. I thought it was gone forever too. All right, Brian, let's go to the next burger chain, Burger King. What is your go-to favorite meal at Burger King? I don't even know if they still have it, but it used to be. I think it might like be one of those things that's not on the menu anymore, but you still order it, and they might give it to you. What do you think? Yep, coming back. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Maybe maybe I'll have to try. Maybe there's hope for me after all. Okay. Uh, burger Burger King, I'm going uh, the Rodeo Burger. Uh, that's you, right up my alley. Yeah, barbecue sauce. Cheeseburger with barbecue sauce and onion rings. That's like, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Burger King, but that hits me where I want to be hit. Um, and also their uh, their chicken sandwiches, very underrated. Uh, I haven't had yeah. one in a while because they go through me pretty quickly. So I got to be careful with that. But going down, they're good. Uh, my favorite meal there is the uh, Bacon King uh, sandwich. Uh, it's just a lot of calories. Bacon King, 
And then, like I said, French fries, sweet tea. Oh, the stackers, too. You're oh, yeah, I forgot about those stackers. Are good. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about those, too. All right, let's go to Wendy's, mm-hmm. Bri. Wendy's is right on the list next. I'll Pretty, go first. Uh, yeah, you go first. Give me uh, something. I, mine is the Big Bacon Classic, uh, whether it be single or double. And then just French fries and an iced tea, buddy. Uh, Wendy's is my favorite place to go um and i mean so i'm not boring twice in a row and saying the uh the biggie bag um whatever i think they have the best like specials the special burgers whatever they have now i still haven't had it i gotta go get me one that the nacho, nacho cheese, cheese yeah mm-hmm. that looks good want to try that they they have the pretzel bun um which is phenomenal i got like the pub pub cheeseburger really freaking good um so any of those they're all pretty similar but um but yeah like i said i think they they got the best specials that they come out with and you know limited time only so whatever's limited time that's usually what i get uh i did finally have the pumpkin sauce okay not bad bry not bad wouldn't get it again i would probably get it again but it's like there's a thing about pumpkin and pumpkin is like I can do pie I can do pumpkin roll. Like I'm not a huge pumpkin fan, but I tried it just to try it and it, it's not bad, bud. You, you got to try it. At least give it a try. Yeah, um, another uh, unhidden, the ghost pepper chicken sandwich from Wendy's is really good, Brian. I had it. It sounds before. delicious. Yeah. It sounds really good. good. I'll try it. Is it. So it's not like, incredibly hot like no it's got it's it's got a kick it's not it's not going to floor you but it's it's spicier than their spicy chicken sandwich so it's got a little okay it's not where you're running for the water real quick and trying to chug some stuff down i mean it's how do we not mention the spicy chicken sandwich classic but but fantastic Mm -hmm. let's go arby's big fella you look like a meat boy kind of guy no you come on now you know me better than that like to keep my like to keep my meat separate. Um, <laughs> shoot, typically it's either a um, a beef and cheddar at Arby's or it's a uh, chicken bacon Swiss. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those. Or you know me, I'm notorious for going to the happy hour mm-hmm. between two and five and getting me a couple of buffalo chicken sliders for two bucks each and a fry for three bucks and yep that's dinner uh i am a beef and cheddar guy love the beef and cheddar but i definitely back you up on that chicken bacon or the chicken bacon swiss dude that's yep. so good really so good, good. A little honey mustard on it mm, that's really good underrated and also if you ever get a chance to actually do try their market fresh like their um chicken salad pecan chicken salad yeah really good. i remember so, that do they is that a seasonal thing or do they have that thing. all the time okay yeah um let's go to let's see here where else you want to go now you want to go chick-fil-a chick-fil-a give me a chance to shout out their um their sandwich that i got a couple weeks ago it was one of the best um oh shoot i can't remember it has pimento cheese on it mm-hmm. hot honey something sandwich that i don't know if it's a limited time thing or if it's new to their menu but uh that would be my number one um i've also gotten like their spicy chicken wrap before which is pretty good and i've said um 
you know, a lot of times you order nuggets from a place and then you order honey mustard, barbecue sauce, whatever you want. And if they forget, like they usually do, they always forget your side or your, your, uh, your dipping oh, sauce. Oh yeah. And you're like, I don't even want to eat these right now. <laughs> I got nothing. Or you, you hold on to them till you get home till you can get to your condiments in your refrigerator. Um, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets. They're probably the only chicken nugget that I will eat that I don't need a sauce with. So mm-hmm. that that's how you know it's quality stuff there. Um, for me, Chick-fil-A and Brian, I, I had the chance to get the pimento cheese. But I, every time I go there, I have one sandwich that I love. And it is the grilled chicken club that they have because they use that like a honey mustard sauce. But it's so damn good, Brian. And, mm-hmm. I have, and I get that every time I go there. I don't know what it is about it, but I just every time I go there, I'm like, I'll try this. And I'm like, no, just get the grilled chicken one because you like it. Um, What about rallies, Bri? You got a little rallies favorite? Now you're taking me back. I do love rallies. I just don't get it very often. Um, Let me dig into it's probably something like I think they have like a barbecue cheeseburger um, or bacon cheeseburger with barbecue sauce on it. That's really good or they they just have a little like a mcchicken the spicy chicken sandwich um that's really good and then you get your fries obviously i think they're probably the best maybe them and arby's the best they're fries close. yeah they're close but there's been there's been some game changers have you had the kfc fries oh yeah oh for sure yeah those don't sleep on I those. don't get them enough. I don't get them enough, but uh also, when I've had them, I've been impressed. Another one don't sleep on. Uh Popeyes has got some really good fries. I don't know if I've ever had oh yeah. Yes, I they're similar to Rally's fries, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they're similar, yeah. but they're a little right. different. But yeah, there's there's some there's some game changers out there with the fries. Uh, even the uh, dare I say Taco Bell nacho fries are actually pretty damn good too. Yeah, even is that a full time like, thing now? I don't know, but they only give you five, and that's why I get pissed off at them because they give you like a little box. It was like your little yeah. chicken tender, your lean cuisine with like you know your one chicken tender and two french fries that you had in there. And I was like, it's just disappointing because you're like, man, I can't wait. And then you yep. get in there, and you look at them like that's one bite. Come on, guys. Yep. Um, you're gonna give you're gonna me a about? handful let's of do, fries. Let's do Taco Bell next, Brian. What about Taco Bell? Um, as simple as it is and as overpriced as it is, I usually go with a, uh, a chicken quesadilla and I don't know why something about how they make them. Maybe it's the sauce. Um, and then the cheese gordita crunch. Those are the two go to there. Uh, for me, I love the value meal there at Taco Bell. Uh, the cheesy bean and rice burrito. I have grown hmm. very fond of. It's very good. Um, also their new one that they came out with, which was the grilled chicken, um, uh, like club style burrito was really good. Uh, Taco Bell can be overpriced, uh, cheesy gordita crunch for Chris. Oh yeah. Uh, some things can be overpriced to talk about. Not many, but some things, um, now, but hold on. while we're on Taco Bell, what sauce do you use? You mild, hot, fire, Diablo? So I do, I typically do half and half. I do one one mild, one hot, or okay. two mild, two hot, you know, one of each. Um, yeah, it's kind of how I always have done it. Uh, what about the, I've never had a Mexican pizza. People rave about that. Is it really I've that good? It. It's good. I mean, if you're into the, like that, I mean, it's just the way I see it is, it's a version of like a tostada or like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah, they're good. 
it's like pretty much deconstruct a Crunchwrap Supreme and just use the hard talk. I, oh, I don't know. Like, I too. love, yeah. I know people love them, but I'm like, I'm on the fence about it. Like, I'll eat them, but I have other things there that I like more than the Mexican pizza. Crunchwrap Supreme, you brought it up. Those are delicious too. Mm -hmm. God, do you remember when they used to have the two for five uh, Crunchwraps or what were they? The dollar. I think they were $1.50. They had them on, but they had like a BLT crunch wrap. They were like little mini ones that you get like six <laughs> of them, but they were delicious. Really? Yeah. Oh, and well, by the way, probably losing their ass on that. If you do get a chance, uh, I would highly recommend their crunch wrap breakfast. Uh, I've had it. Yeah. I've definitely had it. Yeah. Not bad. It's been a while, but, uh, but yeah, I agree. Very good. Uh, bacon's better than the sausage. Yes. Yes. Um, Brian, is there another one that you could think of that we got to hit up? Like, what about Swenson's local one here? I I don't go to Swenson's enough to really have a go to. Um, but whenever I go there, I'm happily surprised and impressed. Uh, but yeah, I know you got one by your house. Do you have a go to? Uh, Swenson's, you, you got to really go to the galley boy, you got to at least get one galley boy, and then normally I just get a double cheeseburger with uh, mustard and pickles on it. That's kind of my go-to there plus they have tots there too Brian. don't forget about the tots oh they do yeah or the Big potato puffers or whatever they call them the potato Big teasers what about uh chipotle like when i go to chipotle i don't i think i get chicken every single time i basically get the same order every single time i go there and it's chicken burrito it's just chicken no yeah. I, I i mix it up from time to time i do um I do have a, a little thing because I, I do like the black beans, but then I also like the uh, pico de gallo and the corn salsa together. And then, um, but like for me, I like the barbacoa. Um, I do love the steak they have there. I even did the carne asada one time. So I'll mix it up while I go there. It all depends on what I'm kind of in the mood for. Um, mm -hmm. I'll even do half and half sometimes, half chicken, half steak. Hmm. Um, see how it goes. I thought of that. So I, I kind of mix it up, but I definitely, uh, you got to, hey, two tortillas on that thing. Don't mess around. Never done that. Double wrap. Okay. Thing. Do they charge you extra? I don't care if they charge me extra or not. You're double wrapping that thing. I'm not taking the first bite of that thing and stuff start pouring out already. Well, I'm, I'm the type of guy. I always open it up as soon as I, uh, before I eat it. Cause they, they roll it really good. So it's oh, yeah. kind of hard to open it up. I usually crush up some chips and uh, put some extra salsa in there. Or hot salsas. Got a little kick to it. Yes, it does. Um, let's see here. We're missing one. I know I can't do pizza with you because I know it's pepperoni pizza. Well, pizza, yeah. Pizza unlocks a whole different discussion. Yeah. Why am I? Th I'm, I'm drawing a blank on one. Oh, let, let's do this. Let's do one of the ones that we used to go to all the time, Brian. Subway. What's your favorite sub at Subway? uh italian is it the bmt or what's the difference there so they have a spicy italian and a bmt right so i think uh, it was yeah. the italian bmt ham pepperoni and salami yeah then you just get whatever toppings on top of that yeah but you know uh lettuce whatever sauce uh, that's that's one option the other option would be the uh the chicken teriyaki Mm, we don't need chicken teriyaki yeah yep. can't go wrong with that those, those are the two go-to's um my favorite and you saw this at work i normally depending on the day if it's cold outside 
I will get the meatball with pepperoni, uh, black olives, jalapenos, and banana peppers with a squirt of ranch. Make it like a little pizza sub for myself. And then if I really want just the sweet onion, chicken, teriyaki, and just load up all the vegetables on it because I don't care. It tastes delicious. And got to do the extra sauce on it. I, I just... Yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't been, I've been to Subway maybe once in like the last two years. Um, it's kind of sad. Um, but last time I went, I noticed, man, they're hiking their prices up. I mean, it's 11 bucks for a sub or something now. I think, oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I think because Jersey Mike's having such, what, $14 subs, uh, you know, now Subway's like, okay, we can start charging a little more now too. So yeah, that kind of turned me off on it. Yeah, I know, bud. We'll get there. Well, Brian, but what are you gonna do? Hey, I thought we were gonna have a short show tonight, and it kind of went over an hour. Oh yet, well, so. yeah, we'll it still. Uh, so, so do you want to give them a quick rundown on Sunday? We'll break down the Colts game then, and do picks and all that. Yeah. So Sunday, uh, tune in. We'll probably be going live between eleven and eleven thirty once we get everything set up. Myself will be there. Bry will be there. We have Peter Tellup running the show, the production side. Can't thank him enough for taking time out of his day. Also, we have Always Positive Jay joining us there on set. Also, Mike Carlisle from the Lyman Lounge will be there on set. We'll have a couple phone-ins. I believe um, Casey will be phoning in one, and Mike's other uh, co-host, Evo, will be coming in just to chat with us there towards the end. Uh, We'll go over all that Friday night, Brian, when we all talk. Sure. Um, But also, come out. Like I said, there's $2.00. Bud Light, Miller Light draft specials, $2 off, dollar off of all other drafts. You're going to have sandwich specials. I mean, here's look at all the sandwiches. Now, they did announce, Brian, this will help you out a little bit, too. If you don't want a sandwich, all sandwiches now can be made into wraps. So oh, all sandwiches can be made into wraps. So you have the melt French dip right there, the ultimate chili cheese dog. Look at that delicious thing. Uh, you have the Municipal Magic Stadium. You have another picture of the Ultimate Chili Cheese Dog. Uh, dollar Wings, Bri. Their wings are underrated, amazing. You know that, and I know it. That Melt Awesome sauce and some of the other sauces they got are amazing. Uh, if you guys want to check out all their sauces, go to our YouTube page. Uh, we have the actual on our videos. We have us breaking down all the wing sauces from Melt. Go there. Be the judge of yourself. Um, great time. City Dogs of Cleveland will be there um, at about 10 till uh, kickoff. We will shut everything down. We will give our picks. We will give our pregame show throughout the time. Um, and then we'll sit back and just watch the game with everybody. Um, Brian and I don't get to get together and watch the games that often, so it's going to be a fun time for us. We're going to have a whole bunch of friends there. Um, I know families coming from everywhere. I know friends are coming from everywhere. It's going to be packed, so please be patient when you get there. Um, come in, grab a seat, enjoy your time there, and you know something? It's We're all there for one cause. It is City Dogs Cleveland. We're doing the show because we want to do a pregame show and we want to do something special, but it is there for City Dogs Cleveland. Please do the Dine to Donate, um, and please help them out. I believe I have. I don't have the Dine to Donate flyer on here, um, but please get that. Show the flyer. All the proceeds, 20% of the proceeds go there. They're going to have a Browns basket that they're going to be raffling off. We're going to have 50-50 if we have enough people. We're going to have the bucket. If you just want to donate, you could donate into the bucket. Please bring some cash for donations, please. Um, other than that, Bri, 
it's going to be a good time, bud. Um, I've been piecing this together since what late July, early August, um, yeah. something like that. So it's finally come to fruition. So hope everybody shows up, has a good time. Hopefully the Browns get a win against the Indy and we just have a good time. And I believe at halftime, um, if you want to purchase it and you want to try it, the melt challenge will be available and it will be videotaped by us. Uh, we'll be judging melt challenges and things like that. So if you want to try the melt challenge, it is available that day. And if you don't know what the melt challenge is, go take a look at man versus food. It'll show you what the melt challenge is. All right. So Brian, on that note, but are you excited? Pumped? I know you can't wait. You, you and Ashley are coming. Correct. We'll be there. All right. Is mom coming? Uh, maybe. Um, I, I, she gave me maybe. So if you're listening, might, mom, let me know for sure. I might have a surprise for you because I believe my mom's coming. Oh, nice. My sister and Chris are coming. So you get to meet the ginger. Sweet. So you get to meet everybody. Like we're, it's going to be a party, bud. So everybody have fun. Uh, Jake will be there. Also, Bri. I believe I got both Gurdinas coming. Wow. I believe I got Parati's coming. Oh, boy. They'll do the melt challenge for you. Uh, I, I know one of them will. Uh, you know, the one's got <laughs> they kids both now. will. I don't know if they can. But oh, we got yeah. a lot of people coming. So please come out. Uh, enjoy your time with us. Watch the Browns game. Have some fun. And let's raise some money for City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, I have a number in mind that I'm trying to get to, and hopefully we reach that number. Um, I won't say it on here. I'll tell Brian off air, but let's try to raise some serious money and help out City Dogs of Cleveland for how awesome they are. So on that note, Brian, God bless them. Yep, God bless you. God bless America. I am that fat guy. We want to thank our troops and first responders for everything. We want to thank Harold from Lake Erie APA. He will also be there, Brian. Uh, I want to thank Beth and City Dogs and Friends of City Dogs for supporting the show, doing everything they do. Um, Brian, on that note, we're definitely uncorked and unloaded. Let's get out of here. Say. Hey.